When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin. Hey, Ben. Today we got a, uh, a topic suggestion from a listener that... Um, that's just one of those things that I can't believe we haven't covered yet, really. I think we've we've hinted at, at these, but never really discussed them as their own topic. We may have even said we should cover them before in an earlier episode. Uh, probably, yeah. We're going to talk about hardtop convertibles today, specifically um, the retractable hardtop convertibles, not the type that you lift off the vehicle and store somewhere in your garage or shed. Right, not the clip-ons or the latch-ons. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the type that actually fold and stow away in the vehicle itself and can be pulled back out again whenever you need it, when it rains or you know, if you're leaving the vehicle. But this is a suggestion from Derek, and Derek is from Lansing, Michigan. Um, he mentioned uh, that he would like to know, uh, says, hi guys, I'd like to know how a little bit more about how hardtop convertibles work. Um, he just recently uh, purchased a 1999 Mercedes SLK 230 hardtop convertible. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, says, I love the feel and engine sound of an open car, but, oh, just like me, uh, dislikes the look of a convertible with the uh, the top up or down, which you know, we've mentioned that also yeah, in the past. Um, yeah. The lines are con- you know usually significantly different between a convertible and a hardtop, mm-hmm. regular coupe. Um says, when I purchased the car, the previous owner explained that the five hydraulic pumps had been replaced in 2009, get this, Ben, at a cost of $6,000. $6,000? $6,000 for the five hydraulic pumps. So these were recently replaced on his car. He's hoping that, uh, you know, that'll be good for another 10 years. And, uh, you know, because he says that's almost what I paid for the car. So I guess huh. it wasn't, uh, wasn't all that expensive, but still six grand for pumps on a $6,000 car. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and let's also uh, point out that one of the things we're going to talk about is definitely the disadvantages mm-hmm. of convertibles in general. Not just not just retractables, but also there are some uh, there are some great advantages. And Derek from Michigan, oh my friend, you have entered into a new chapter on a very 
surprisingly long story. Exactly. Yeah, he wants to. He actually wanted to know why there are so few hardtop convertibles out there. But I think there's more out there than Derek maybe uh, maybe noticing on the road around him. If you if you take a real hard look, mm-hmm. you'll find that a lot of new convertibles are available as a retractable hardtop. Yes, more so cars. now than uh, ever before. Yeah, I mean, right now you can get. I mean, I'm just gonna. Laundry list these real yeah. quick here, but you can get them from Volvo, Ferrari, uh, Chrysler, Aston Martin, VW. Um, I think Ford has a Focus that has this. There, there's just all kinds of, of hardtop convertibles that are out there right now that um, if you know what to look for, if you know the, the way to, to spot a hardtop convertible, um, it makes it significantly easier. But um, I guess maybe the best thing is to just kind of poke around online and, and take a look at what each – Manufacturer offers for a convertible option. You know, the BMW BMW mm-hmm. has one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a couple. Um, it, there's a, a lot of variation in the design and, and the way that these hardtops operate as well. Um, boy, I'm getting way ahead. Let's, no, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. yeah, let's let's talk history because um, it goes back further than probably most people think, right? Yes. Uh, let's go all the way back to the 1920s. Now, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one because. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, retractable hardtop advance probably happens in the 1930s. So okay. Do you want to do the 20s? Well, I'll the, do the 20s. 30s. I mean, really, there's not a whole lot to mention here because um, this is just kind of the the very uh, the spark of the idea. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, "Well, you know, if we can we can make a hardtop system because there were there were soft tops before this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with a mechanism that folded away as well. And they stayed in the vehicle. You know, you could see them folded up at the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody in 1922, a guy named Ben um, Ellerbeck is his name. And uh, he, he actually brought this first uh, retractable hardtop idea into production. Mm-hmm. And it was in a Hudson, a Hudson Coupe. And um, what it, what it did with, well, it actually, I, it's nothing spectacular. I mean, it was it was interesting, you know, in the way it folded away. But um, it was a manually operated system. It was not a, an automatic system, as you might guess. You know, right, they, they right. Didn't use um, electric motors to to operate it, or hydraulic motors at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a manual operated system that you know the, the driver would have to unlatch the front, you know, up near the window and yeah. and uh, and fold it away, stow it away. And um, you know, you'll find several of those. They're, those continued on even through present day. Really, we still yes. got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, there's an. Uh, it goes all the way. It jumps all the way up until about 1935 before the the next advance. Just so, and we should we should say that uh, Mr. Ellerbeck's car never saw widespread production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, so. Although he did come up with the first one, he didn't come up with uh, the first one that most people saw. Oh, okay. So the 1935 Peugeot and a friend of ours who uh, is hopefully not going to be mad beyond the grave about me butchering his name, <laughs> Georges Pauline, Pauline, I don't know, P-A-U-L-I-N. Better than I could do. Well, thank you, man. Designs um, this incredibly handsome, retractable hardtop that uh, you will find on the, oh, here we go, buddy, you ready? The Eclipse de Capotable. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, well... It's a 1935 Peugeot. Yes. I like and that. that's the best way to say it. And this thing is designed in the style of these stately 30s cars. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this style before. You know, very long, very smooth, aerodynamic yeah, beautiful styling. beautiful car. Yeah. Beautiful car. Coach um, builders, right? I mean, right. he's really a coach builder. Mm-hmm. And the entire back 
of this vehicle is basically hiding the top. When you see modern retractable hard tops, we see segmented, mm-hmm. uh, rising and falling, you know, and we, we have actuators and we have motors doing this. With this first, uh, this first widespread invention of the retractable convertible, we have just a single shell mm-hmm. that goes up and slides back into the uh, sloped trunk of the vehicle. Uh, I said vehicle because I was trying to say trunk or boot at the same time. But Very European, man. Thank you, I guess. Yeah? Okay. Uh, but aside from giving me a tremendous amount of convertible envy looking at this car, mm-hmm. uh, this also set the stage for um, – all of the convertibles that come after because this became something that wasn't just a neat idea. It was a neat idea that you could sell. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about retractable hardtop convertibles, we are definitely talking about style. I yeah. would say it's definitely a style. And have you ever seen uh, the next vehicle that you know c- comes up in the history here is uh, the Chrysler Thunderbolt, uh, yes. which was a concept car. Uh, but have you ever seen the Chrysler Thunderbolt? It's it's awesome. Never in real life, These, actually. Oh, never in real life either. No. Okay, but it's a uh, it's a promotional vehicle that mm-hmm. um, that they use for for a while for for Chrysler. And if you can just do a Google search for Chrysler Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. you're going to see a really really slick looking concept vehicle. It's it's big. Yeah. It's it's definitely um, a monstrous car, mm-hmm. but it has some really interesting design to it, and uh, and I think it's worthwhile to take a look at. Yeah, as you said, of course, that's a concept. That's a concept, but you know, when you get up into the 1950s, that's when Ford started to really make headway uh, with this. They they began um, really putting some money behind this idea. Did you uh, did you see that 1957 commercial? You know what? I did. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah, you know, if you (laughs) want to talk, well. Before that, there's yeah. a, there's a, um, you know, in about the early 50s, mm-hmm. uh, Ford Motor Company spent a lot of money, um, making the Continental Mark II a, uh, a, well, an automatic retractable roof. Right. And yeah. that's a big deal. Because this the, had a push button. Exactly. This makes it super simple to fold this thing away. And, uh, this idea was, uh, was, it was headed by Ben Smith. He was a really young, he was a young designer yeah. at the time. He he's was what? 30. 30. Okay. I was thinking early 30s, but he's 30. Um, and they actually kind of dumped the idea because it was so expensive at the time. They're talking like a couple million bucks to, mm. to design and develop this thing, right? Mm-hmm. This is in 1953. Well, by 1955, I think it was, uh, there was a prototype that showed at the Paris Auto Show. Uh, the Gaylords. Uh, but again, yeah, that's right, the Gaylord brothers, um, Ed and Jim. And uh, the, the problem is, again, did not reach production. Uh, but by 1957, Ford then said, you know what? Maybe this is something we need to do. Mm-hmm. And this is where the commercial that you saw yes. comes to life because um, I, well, I was shocked to see who was in the commercial. I don't know why I was, but I was. The Ford Skyliner. Uh, wait, who is in the commercial? Uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. So from I Love Lucy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the couple that comes out, and the, and it's almost as if a salesman is trying to sell the vehicle to Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Weird, because I I notice it. I guess when she's not smashing grapes, mm-hmm. I just don't think of her as <laughs> Lucille Ball. picking up chocolates off of that assembly line, right? <laughs> right. No, classic. but it was uh, it was it's a very funny commercial, and mm-hmm. you know because they they introduced some humor into it, but yeah. more than that, 
what it does is it showcases the motion of this 1957 um, – and I'll get the, the name right here. 1957 Ford Fairlane 500 Skyliner. Yes. That's a long – name for a car but yeah. you know one thing is that you know that should be noted that this was uh something they called a hideaway hardtop and it was actually what they called the world's first and only hideaway hardtop yes now they emphasize that now they do this now you may say that that's, that's confusing but you know there's there's little things that they do to differentiate these models to say that they're the first to do it this way oh yeah and, yeah. and to make this the uh, the world's first and only hideaway hardtop I, I don't know what the difference is maybe the maybe the um other one, the the 1935 or four Peugeot, uh-huh. 1935 Peugeot. Yeah, maybe it didn't completely hide away. Maybe that was the difference. Um, I don't know what what exactly sets the two apart. There's got to be something. What small. their qualifier was? Yeah, because this was this is also a, a power hardtop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes boy, it takes about 50 seconds for this thing to fold completely away. But it's pretty cool to watch. I mean, the 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 rear deck folds up. Uh, what I guess the windows drop down first. Yes, they drop down about six inches or so, or all the way. I don't remember. Um, I think newer models, like new hardtop convertibles, if you hit the button to retract the hardtop, it the windows drop six inches. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I don't know about this one though. But I think it, I think they go all the way down. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, um, and then the the rear deck lid opens up like a clamshell, kind of like a reverse clamshell. Yeah, and then the entire. Top of this thing goes down under there. Yeah, it's amazing. It lifts way up into the air and mm-hmm. then cantilevers itself back into the into the trunk area, mm-hmm. which you know leaves no space at all. But the, the weird thing is, uh, there's another commercial. I'm I'm starting to think maybe we saw some different commercials. Oh, no kidding. Because there's an eight minute piece on YouTube where you know there's this guy looking at. Uh, a Skyliner, and he's thinking, "Oh boy, I wish I had a convertible." You know, and there's somebody with, uh, with narrator voice explaining how the average American male may have at one time driven a convertible, but for various reasons. And that's right when his kids and his wife come on oh, next okay, to car. Yeah. He's like, "For various reasons, uh, huh? uh, perhaps the safety of his children." Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- thinks that he needs the, you know, the harder structure mm-hmm. of a um, non-convertible, but they show uh, in. Fairly, fairly thorough detail. The way this thing's, this, uh, hardtop works. And the crazy thing is, Scott, that they also advertise the luggage space beneath the, uh, beneath the actual retracting oh boy. area. Which so, isn't much. No, it's not much. They lay it out to look like a lot, but it's not very much storage. But ben, did you see that now when you, when you look at the, uh, 1957 Skyliner, the Fairlane yeah. 500 Skyliner, that trunk is enormous. It has I mean, to be. With, with the top up, uh-huh. because this this vehicle is huge. It's it's uh, three inches longer than the than the um, the cloth top version of the same thing. Huh. Um, it's also heavier. It weighs like two hundred fifty pounds more because of the mechanisms that are oh, involved. Oh yeah, we're gonna and, get and to the, that. The too. pumps and you know everything. This is more than the cloth top mm-hmm. uh, version of the car. Um, but when the deck lid or deck lid rather, I'm sorry, the uh, the roof yeah is. Stowed away in the trunk area. I mean, it's got to be very, very little room for. It's got to be very, very little room left for, you know, groceries or um, luggage or anything like if, that. If anything, yeah. but I think the one way they got around this, you know, that they mentioned, you know, that, that they could kind of 
uh, kind of slant this a little bit was that they would say that, you know, you're not really going to take a uh, vacation in an open air car anyways, a long vacation in an open air car. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to store all of your family's luggage in the trunk and then take a vacation with the top down. Yeah. Uh, you're going to store all the luggage and then leave the top up and drive wherever you're going. There's someone in marketing who is working on that. But one. <laughs> you got to admit that trunk is enormous. It is. It is. It has to be. That's part of the design stuff. Could we talk about some of the disadvantages and advantages of yeah. these of convertibles in general? Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, there are pros and cons mm-hmm. uh, to this design, and I, I guess uh, you want to hit us with a couple of things that yeah, you, you found. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first, there is a difference to the structure of a convertible. Uh, we've got an article on how convertibles work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone is interested in hearing more about this, but here's the basic 101: quick and dirty. Cars need roofs. We need that structure in a conventional car to prevent the body from warping um, because otherwise you're going to get all sorts of handling problems if you just chop the top off. Yeah, they have to be designed as a convertible, which mm. in the past, that was the flaw. That was – yeah. You know, that was the the uh, criticism against convertibles all along was that you know they're much weaker they're they're not torsionally as strong mm-hmm. they twist the frames twist yeah and uh, they're not quite as safe. So how many diagonal speed bumps are you away from having to get a new car altogether? Yeah. Uh, now, Scott, you said a great point there that I want to highlight with the structure of a convertible that they have to be built to be convertibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom part of a convertible vehicle has stiffening and reinforcing brackets that will be added on to the body of the car and they do two things they keep it from warping especially if you've got you know a soft body which is just sort of the 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 frame kind of like a tent over sure. a soft um, top yeah yeah and then they've got the oh yes it's soft body that's right. an entirely fabricated you're, car. you're looking at me when you yeah. said that oh. what that, that mean Oh, come on. It's kind of hurtful. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Um, I was, if it, if it's any consolation. I'm was, working on it. I eat as many carbs as I possibly can. I drink uh-huh. a lot of soda. That's true. I, I'm doing everything I possibly I've been eating a lot more. You know, the secret is bread shakes. Oh, you take a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's not working. <laughs> you just have to do it more. Um, but the, uh, so they do two things. That's where we're at. And they, uh, they solidify the body and they toughen it up so that you don't have to go get a new car after a few thousand miles. Uh-huh. Um, but they also add a significant amount of weight. Now, the, there have been some very smart engineers, especially in more modern era, who are working on knocking that power to weight ratio a little bit closer to a conventional car. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the especially with the originals, especially when we're talking about the 50s, when we're talking about the 30s and the 60s, these vehicles were just out and out heavier than their traditional counterparts. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. And uh, you know, along with, uh, I, I guess we're mentioning some of the cons here. At yes, this point, these right? are cons. okay. So the cons now, I mean, of course, the cons of of having a if you want to switch it over to retractable hardtops. Yes, let's go because I, I think that's probably the way I've got it laid out here. Is, yeah. is I understand what you're saying is that you know a convertible you may actually get a heavier vehicle because mm. of the mechanism and the and the uh, and the weight that they add for that. Now, some of the the bad points of having a retractable hardtop, and we'll get to the good as well. Yeah, there is good stuff, guys. There's an initial higher cost because it's it's a more complex design. You know, the engineering mm. that goes into it. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of development on the uh, on the side that you don't 
the early side of the vehicle before it's even released that you don't see that of course is built into the price of the vehicle. Sure. Um, it's it's just a more complex design. Of course, there are micro switches and there are valves and there are pumps and, and actuators, you know, hydraulic actuators. Yeah, it's just a it's a it's a complex design and there's a lot that goes into it and it's it's harder to build. I mean, it's it's maybe not being built at the factory that way because it may arrive yeah. as a as a finished unit in some cases where it's just bolted into the vehicle, but the supplier does have to put all that together. Someone has to put all that together and make it work. And yet again, I know I'm going to sound like a crotchety old man every time I say this, but more uh, complex machinery mm-hmm. really invites more possibilities of breakdowns. Ah, I'm glad you said that because uh, the repair costs are much higher mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a retractable hardtop than they are on just a standard soft uh, cloth hardtop. Um, and that is... Well, I mean, the, the parts that I just mentioned. Right. You know, all of the, uh, the pumps and motors and everything and the, the electrical work that goes along with that and switches. Um, but, you know, we talked about this, I know, off air, um, about the Cadillac XLR. I, I worked on mm-hmm. some, uh, early, um, service training for the Cadillac XLR roof when I did, uh, some, some technical writing for GM. In your checkered automotive A past. long time. This is a while ago. So this yeah. is like the release of the Cadillac XLR, right? Mm-hmm. And they were having a real hard time getting the text to understand that when you uh, – and understandably so, that when you make a small adjustment you know, over in the right-hand rear corner of the, of the, the, um, the top – and that makes a dramatic difference of what happens on the left-hand front corner of the top. Yes. And, you know, you can't just do that and expect it to hit all the switches that needs to happen, you know, that need to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if one, one of those things falls off sequence, the top doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's, there are limit switches that say that, you know, if this isn't, if this part doesn't happen, don't go to the next step. Yeah. And you might get a top that, you know, stops halfway. And won't complete the, the task. And, you know, it, it, Not a good look. No, there's just a lot of different things. Or maybe you get a clearance issue where, you know, the switches are hit and mm-hmm. something rubs against something else. And when you're talking about a car that at the time was about $88,000 brand new or something like that, wow, 90000 yeah. new, um, that two-seater convertible, um, it, uh, you know, it can be pretty bad if, you know, body panels are, are breaking the glass that mm-hmm. folds in because it was a glass back window. Um, so yeah, there, there can be a lot of issues with that. But, um, the other thing is that, you know, if you've got a retractable hardtop and if you've ever looked in the trunk of the area, you know, the trunk area, the yes. storage area, um, when it's stowed, you'll understand that if you have the hardtop stowed in the trunk and you're in a rear end accident, uh, you might as well write that car off. It's probably going to be a, uh, an insurance total situation uh-huh. where they're going to just say, you know what, it's, it costs too much to repair or replace this this vehicle. We're just going to um, we're going to write it off. Something the PG-13 crowd would call a cluster fudge. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, right. Could be really, yeah. really bad. And I mean, if you do do take a look at the mm-hmm. back end of one of these things when when it's folded up and you realize that, you know, with the cost, of, you know, I think it was uh, Derek mentioned the cost of the pumps, all the hydraulic pumps. 6000 mm-hmm. Now, imagine... I mean, getting hit in the trunk and just in pumps alone, it costs six thousand dollars. Not to mention the the mechanisms, mm-hmm. the electrical switches, all the uh, you know the body panels that have to be replaced. And of course, it is glass; it's not you know plastic window, right? Yeah. Um, and the body damage that would come along with a normal rear end accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's easy to see where this could be a, a total accident quick. And so we've got a number of disadvantages that we're going to just summarize before we go to the advantages. There's the weight. There's the 
increased likelihood of things breaking down or Mm -hmm. there's a higher initial expense. Mm -hmm. There's also the increased likelihood of a higher expense for an accident. And possible leaks. And possible leaks. We didn't talk about leaks because, you know, everywhere that the panels move or Mm -hmm. where they come together, there's a seal. And that's just one more opportunity for uh, potential, you know, rain leak or, um, you know, high pressure leak when you go through a car wash. Sure. And there's also, uh, let's not forget, there's also uh, reduced storage space. Correct. We need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And do you want to say lessened rigidity or not? Because I know they build rigidity into them, but I don't know if it would be as strong as a roof that was a fixed as roof. like a fixed roof. Yeah, I think I think a lessened rigidity might be maybe. Uh, That's true. Yeah, not not near as lessened as in a soft. Top, no, no, it's it's still. dramatically inc- uh, there's a dramatic increase over over a soft top. Mm-hmm. But um, I th- I would think that something that's built as a fixed fixed roof, yeah, uh, would have a little bit more rigidity, a little more. Uh, I guess it's it's a more sturdy top. I see what you're saying, the, but it's still a segmented top. Correct. But now that we've just dogged on these things, didn't let's, mean to. Oh well, I I I meant to because I just wanted to bring <laughs> us down before I take us up, before we take us up with the benefits yeah. of a retractable hard top convertible, especially in comparison to a soft top. So I like we did that. We went from cons, and we're going to go to pros. Yeah. Usually we go. Pro con, but now let's uh, let's bring it back up. So yeah. some of the uh, some of the good, mm-hmm. um, and I'll mention a couple. I'm sure you've got a few here. Right? Sure, sure. Um, I guess you're, you're well. You're totally concealed when it's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a soft top where um, you know you've got that wind noise and you've got the uh, you know, that buffeting sound where it, it it's actually flexing yes, in the wind. Yes. Because I've I've been in a Jeep Wrangler that uh, you'd swear you're inside of a bass drum when you're yeah. on the highway. An older Jeep Wrangler. It was it was loose top, and uh, it was just it, it just pounds your eardrums. And it's difficult to talk in yeah, one of those, especially if you're driving on the interstate, very even difficult. with the windows up. And this is like an early 1990s Jeep. Uh, so it's, right. I mean, early 1990s. So um, I'm, I'm sure they've gotten much better. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to carry on a conversation at highway speeds in a mm-hmm. convertible, mm-hmm. in a soft-top convertible. Yes, but with a hard-top convertible, it's noticeably easier. While we're on the subject of weather, I've got one. You, and you already know what it is. Uh, a hard top convertible uh, gives you much more protection against the elements. Yes, and provided those seals are working. Yeah, because there's, there's I mean, there's better insulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mentioned that it's quieter. Yeah, uh, the insulation you know pr- protects you from the cold a little better than you know if you step into you've stepped into a, a soft top. Mm-hmm. Uh, convertible before in cold weather, and it's not pleasant. Why even turn on the heat? <laughs> That's right. Maybe uh, I've so just it, maybe I've just ridden in some slipshod soft tops. Well, it's it's slight it's it's slightly better. Let's yeah. put it that way. Let's just say let's leave it at that. I guess. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that you know there's, I guess there's extra storage space when you need it because uh, when you're talking about a detachable hardtop versus mm-hmm. versus a retractable hardtop, um, you don't have to have one of these things hanging in your garage, you know, from the rafters. You don't have to put it in your shed, right? Uh, because you know some detachable hardtops like you know. Older Jeeps and um, some of them, I've seen Mazda Miatas with this or mm-hmm. MGs. They've got a hardtop that you remove, you know, two people, one on either side, and they they pick it up and and just put it in the corner of the garage for Take the summer. Take off the clips or the latches and yeah, stuff. Usually yeah, usually you store this thing away in the summer, and then in the wintertime it comes back out again. That's the way it usually works. And that's, that's the way it worked for a time, and a lot of people would just go with a soft top convertible because you always had it with you. And now, and with retractable convertibles, you have that same advantage. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling that uh, benefit because it's, extra. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go just go ahead and say that it's extra storage. It's extra storage. Yeah. 
courageous. My why friend. not? Yeah, why not? I mean, def- and people already know, of course, uh, we've already talked about the trunk and a retractable hardtop, mm-hmm. but now we're also talking about the space just in your life. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Some of the newer ones actually do provide um, a decent trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about, you know, the 1957 version, which yeah. is, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's cumbersome compared to the newer ones that fold away quick and they're segmented, like you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, they do allow some room. I mean, it's, it's still restricted. Don't get me wrong, but mm. um, it is uh, it's usable space. I don't know if you'd be putting golf you know, golf bags in there with, uh, with clubs and everything. Sure. Did I say that right, the right way? Golf, golf bags? Golf bags. <laughs> I don't know. Golf, uh, a set of golf clubs. You won't be putting a set of golf clubs in there. How about that? Fair enough. But, but I think, you know, and now that I've said that, I think when I look back, I think that was one of the items that they intentionally they put in there in marketing just to show that you could do it. But that's about it. I mean, you're, you're pretty limited with space. Right. A grocery trip, for instance, if you go on, if you buy groceries every two weeks or something, yeah. that'd be tough. Well, you'd just have to not bring the passenger with you and, uh-huh. and load up the passenger seat. That's all. I mean, yeah. you just have to kind of work around this thing. But, you know, the chance that you're going to be taking a long trip in one of these, loading up, you know, the family's luggage, um, if you happen to have one that has four seats, because most of them are two seaters. Right. Really, yeah. Kind of a sportier car. Um, but yeah, you're probably not going to be taking, uh, well, as Ford pointed out in the 1950s, you're probably not going to be taking an open air road trip. You won't take a long trip. No, who does that? Let's go to what I think, and this will reveal my shallowness, my shallow nature, Scott. Uh, what I think is one of the primary benefits, which is, man, they just look so cool. Yeah, they do. They look when, pretty when good. When you push the button, and I remember the first time I was sitting in, um, a convertible like this and you know when you're sitting inside and when you're near the car of course you can definitely you can see the segments mm-hmm. you can tell especially if you know what you're looking for as we said earlier um but i remember sitting in one for the first time and uh my buddy pushed the uh it was not his car it was like his dad's car mm-hmm. and he pushed the button and the see cuz he wouldn't let it, his dad wouldn't let us drive it scott but we did get to sit in there in the driveway yeah, and operate the top and push the button and mm-hmm. and of course um we should i i should have said this earlier of course there's safety systems so uh these things aren't going to work if you're doing 50 miles an hour or something mm-hmm. they only work when like the vehicle is at a standstill yep some i think some may be low speed there might be a speed restriction, but mm. I think they're mostly if you're in park or at a dead standstill, and uh, that's you know obviously safety reasons. I mean, sure. you don't want to be driving with this this huge thing folding away yeah. behind you. It's just a and, and that's just common sense also with soft top operation. Yeah, you, know, you don't want it. It becomes a big parachute. Right. Uh, it can yeah. Rip, can rip itself right off of the right off of the vehicle. So. Um, yeah, you, good point. You know that yeah. you have to be there, there. are parameters that these things work in, and you have to meet those parameters. But man, I remember just looking up and seeing how it, it kind of because in this one the windows do drop, and mm-hmm. then it's like I'm just making noises. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. I'm doing hand gestures that people on the show mm-hmm. listening can't see. Um, a very transformer. Type, yes, uh, type exactly. Yeah, and really it was. Cool. It was before the Transformer films, right? Mm-hmm. Way before. And so when I was watching it, I was kind of hoping this transformation would continue. And honestly, <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed that there wasn't anything really cool going on with the side mirrors. You mean it didn't like stand up or anything? The car didn't stand right, up? Right. Make us some sandwiches, some yeah. bread shakes, whatever. Not a bad idea. But um, when I when I saw it three years later, it was permanently a convertible. I oh. mean, it was permanently not 
Uh-oh. The the top had the top had locked up mm-hmm. within the storage space in the trunk, and so you could push the button and you could hear some noises, but nothing would happen. See, I that's bad news. That's yeah. bad news. I mean, yeah. out of the two positions that that could be stuck in, up or down. I mean, aside from having it stuck midway, oh yeah, I'd say down is probably the worst position for it to be stuck in. Yeah, and they can go down. I think that his dad could fix it. Just it wasn't his daily driver. You know, a lot of these have manual. And one thing we need to point out is Ooh. that there's a manual override on just about every one of these for safety. Oh yeah, good call. That, you know, Absolutely. If, if um, if if it does get stuck in the down position. Mm-hmm. Almost every one of these has a procedure that you can do to override the system where you're manually operating what was formerly an automatic top. Uh, you're able to, you know, it's, it's tough and you may pinch your fingers doing it. But, um, you know, if you're stuck out in the middle of a parking lot and here comes the rain, you know, the rain clouds mm-hmm. and suddenly the top doesn't work and that kind of thing does happen. Yeah. You drive it somewhere that's covered and then go through the manual and figure out how to get this thing manually back up again and sealed. Uh, but yeah, it's possible to do that. I remember that was another thing that was, you know, another one of the training videos how to manually, because, you know, the people are bringing it in because it's broken. Right. Uh, so you need to find out where the problem is and you're able to, you know, you're able to retract the hood or retract the top and, um, you know, make the top go back up again. You're able to close it again. So, um, yeah, there, there's safeties built into these things that, you know, you're not completely stuck like that. And I'm sure your friend's dad, um, you know, he probably could have operated it. But uh, he's just you know waiting to uh, save up the six six k for the, uh, the right or whatever yeah. it takes. So have you uh, have have you had much personal experience with retractable hardtops? Only in the service situation. I, I've mm. never owned one. Never uh, never had any friends even that really had one. Now that I think about it, um, if they do, you know, it's friends that I haven't really talked to in a while, and mm. <laughs> they may have one now. But yeah. uh, I, I like. I'll tell you what I do like about this. I've seen a lot of them out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, in operation, you know, someone pu- pulls up to a. Uh, uh, we have a lot of restaurants here in Atlanta that you know have outside dining. Right. So you know you're sitting outside, and you know the, there's curbside parking. A lot of people like to show up in some really fancy cars sure. and, and operate the top, and you know draw a little bit more attention to them already. If you know, mm-hmm. as if they're not drawn enough attention, pull it up in the Ferrari or the Aston Martin. Yeah. Uh, right. But then when they <laughs> operate the top, you know, it's like all eyes are on that car, mm-hmm. and uh, they are pretty mesmerizing to watch because it happens quickly. They happen a lot of times will happen in 20 seconds, mm-hmm. maybe 30 at the most now at this point, um, as opposed to that 57 Ford that took nearly a minute. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're quick operation, but the way that they articulate and the way that they fold away and, and reappear, oh, man, there's something about it. And you can, you could find a ton of videos of these things of any kind that you look up, you know, you can find a list of vehicles that have, Retract automatic retractable hardtops, yep. and then search search that you know that type of vehicle online on YouTube or mm-hmm. you know, wherever you go for videos, mm-hmm. and uh, and you'll find a ton of videos of that operation because that's one of the first things people do when they get at home is they they videotape the operation of that roof. I mean, wouldn't you? I think I would. So, I've got I've got to ask. Do you think these will become more common? Because right now they still are pretty high end. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will because it, uh, like you know, our our, um, our listener mentioned, Derek mentioned that you know it's kind of the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You get an opportunity to drive a convertible if you want. You can drive a hardtop if you want, um, and you know you don't 
you don't have any of the uh, the consequences of having that soft top, like a you know safety issues, because we haven't talked about that yet either. Like if you're in a rollover. Yeah, that too. I, I was actually thinking, you know, what I'm thinking more of a security. Okay. Um, because oh, if you get yeah. a soft top, it's how easy is that for somebody to? Unfortunately, they can just jab a knife through there sure. and reach in and unlock the door and get whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a hard top is more well, it's it's more difficult. It becomes a, a situation where they have to get in like they would a, a standard coupe. Sure, they probably have to break the glass or yeah. something. With yeah, or however they would normally. Get into the yeah. vehicle, you know, that's not a convertible train monkey, perhaps. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> train monkey, tr- trunk monkey, a trunk that, monkey. Uh, that was a bit on, uh, yeah, well, anyways, trunk <laughs> monkey. That was funny. So, um, well, that's pretty know. much for I me. I think that's about it for me, too. And, uh, Derek, I hope we've we've kind of opened your eyes that there, there are a ton of these out there. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, do a, do a search for you know, late model retra- automatic retractable hardtops online on Google, yeah, and you'll find. A huge list of vehicles that have these, and then you can wa- even watch the operation of any one of those that you like because they do vary. Got to look at that Peugeot, though. Peugeot. Peugeot, yeah, that's Peugeot. right, the 34 Peugeot. Oh, man, it's a handsome vehicle. Yeah. You can see some great pictures of it. Also, of course, uh, going to go out on a limb and assume that you guys already know Scott and I are pretty into vintage car commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, these Skyliner ones are classics. Uh, yeah. And... We're going to go ahead and declare victory on this one and head out to our non-convertible cars for now. Fixed roof. Fixed roof, yes. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? I'm emphasizing the convertible lack because now I know I'm going to be driving home and looking up at every red light. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to head out. We hope that uh, Derek enjoyed this. We hope the other listeners enjoyed this. And we hope that you will uh, check out our internet stuff because we do work for the internet uh, you can find us on facebook and twitter you can find us on our blog you can also learn more about uh these vehicles and these features on our website and hey if you want to hear about something else just send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com be sure to check out our new video podcast stuff from the future Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.